Yo, top of the morning to you. Back at it. Yes, sir. It's a whole new year. Oh, new year. Another day, another dollar. Two more feet. Two more feet, y'all. <laughs> another one. A simple man. Simple man indeed, bro. Amen. I think we got to get simple with this shit, bro. Oh, amen. I think we got to get feel simple. It. I feel it. How y'all boys feeling? Oh, man. 10 out of 10, man. God been moving. Um, Life has just been amazing, bro. So I'm going to say a 10 out of 10. Matter of fact, 11. 11. Improper, bro. Improper fractures. I'm telling you, we're going to have a bunch of improper fractures out there. And they listening, bro. Let's see you, man. I had to say I'm a 9, a 9 out of 10. Mm. Uh, man, solid week. Been able to just, just, um, just enjoy rest, man. A great holiday. Got to spend it with the fam until X and then, you know, coming New Year. So I'm excited for that. But overall, man, I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling great. What has you down? Could not attend. It's not down, bro. Again, I'm at 8, content with being a 9, my boy. Yeah, okay, okay. Man, uh, I'm I'm a 12. 12. 12, yeah. Two months ago, for real. I know, really. <laughs> um, just hitting off his same point, man. Just been an awesome time. Been learning just so much, man. So I'm a 12 out of 10. Life ain't been this this good in forever. Oh, boy. You sound like Drake, man. And 32 out of 30? <laughs> 32 out of 30. 32 out of 30. A real improbable. Well, I ain't yeah. got the math for you on that one. <laughs> 32 out of 30. I support. I support. Hey, but I got thought, you know what I'm saying? It's a whole new, whole new year. And so I was, I was just curious, like, what are y'all personal things of what is going to help y'all do well in this year in any aspect? You know what I'm saying? Man, um, I think, uh, number one is just staying connected to, to the source. And for me, that's God, just staying connected to him and, um, just really being in fellowship and really just being about word and being in prayer. Um, so I would say that for number one. And then number two, not looking back at the past. Mm. Um, I think that's something that's just huge is just like not looking back at the things that I've done, but looking back at the things that God has done in my life. Like, man, because when I look back at God's what God has done in my past life, like it's all about just his love, his mercy is just everlasting, just love for me. Right. But when I look back at what I've done in the past, it's just sin, shame, iniquity, like all that type of stuff. So. Um, just not looking back at the past of what I've done, but look back at the past of what God has done and look at his faithfulness. So I would probably say those two for sure, bro. No, I think that's really good because I think we can get caught up in looking in the past um, and holding on to things, having a lot of baggage. Uh, but something that I've been able to take away from the Bible is that, you know, God works through all of our sins, our transgressions. And even when we think about all of our mistakes that we've made in the past, Somehow, some way, he works all those things to ultimately fulfill his purpose, man. So well, kudos for you to saying that you just looked at how God is doing things in your life. And I believe all of those experiences that you've had in the past, some good, some bad, God's been working through all the things. Right? So uh, I would say for me, I'm on a similar thread, uh, probably uh, staying close to God. I think, man, I just finding the time just to make time for him has been a game changer over across this break. I've been able to have a surplus in time, and that time I've been able to use productively minds, uh, just reading the word, um, asking questions, journaling, just having them, my thoughts written down on a piece of paper, man, it's allowed my mind to be much more clear. It's allowed me to be much more disciplined. I'm just thankful for that. So hopefully, you know, this year I can build like a consistency of me being disciplined mm-hmm. all throughout the year so that not only can I be disciplined in my area of spending time with God, but mm-hmm my academics, uh, the relationships in my life, and also just other opportunities that God may service in the near future. Yo, go off of his point, I'm looking up in the, the past. I think we had used this analogy once by thinking of a car, you're driving a car, you know what I'm saying? And there's a big screen and that's a hole that, that that's where you're headed, you know what I'm saying? Got cars in front of you, all this. Then there's a, a, a small screen, a small piece of glass that that's to look back. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's like, which one are you going to focus on? You know what I'm saying? That very, very, very small thing up there to, to, to see behind you or the whole big thing in front of you. I think yours is key with consistency, you know what I'm saying? Because, again, that's how you build a habit. And so that can also play in any factor. That can be with school, your relationship with God or friends even, you know what I'm saying? It's that consistency. But I think that, 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 that consistency in this year is going to be, be the key to any form of success people are searching for us too, you know what I'm saying? Mm, that's so good, bro. Like, when you think of consistency, I think of also the word stewardship too. Mm. Because um, I was reading Luke 16 and it was talking about, one who is faithful in little will be faithful in much. And so one something that a good friend of mine told me was that everything is everything. So the way that you work with one thing is the way you're going to work with the rest of the things that's in your life. And so for me, it's like the way that my relationship with God is dictates the way everything else goes in my life. But that's just me personally, you know, so just understanding for me, like everything is everything and having that consistency and that stewardship to do things the right way. And the thing about it, like it's hard to do things the right way for a long period of time. But that's where that muscle is being built. That's where that consistency muscle is being, you know, trained, you know. So you got to work it, bro. It's hard to do, but we got to do it, you know. You know, a good steward is consistent. I mean, all the good stewards in the world, they all have a similar thing, which is consistency. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I think I hear a lot of people always talk about like New Year's resolutions and the goals that they set out for the entire year. And, you know, yeah, the hope, the the, the bright mind space that you're in is good, but is it sustainable? I I see a lot of people that might file off or by the end of January or sometimes in February, March, depending on how their consistency is. And so my hope for you guys and even myself it's uh, let's just focus one day at a time. You know, when I was reading the word, I remember uh, Jesus giving us the model prayer. He says, give us this day our daily bread mm-hmm. and just focusing on the day for. So in order for us to be good stewards and develop a consistency, let's just focus on one day instead of setting a, a New Year's resolution for the entire year. Because if you look up, if you stack up day after day after day after day mm-hmm. by the end of the year, you're probably more consistent than me saying, oh, my goal is for January to December. I'm going to do this one thing. But if you say every day I'm going to make it my aim to do this thing, you're probably even more successful in the wrong world. Mm-hmm. I like how you said God's the the source because everything stems off the source. You know, instead of think of, think of a tree and its root, you know what I'm saying? All the branches are stemming off of that. And so with God being the source, it's going to affect how you treat other people, how you talk to people and how you just do in life on everyday basis, too. Mm-hmm. Um, on that consistency thing, again, it's like I, I think I think it takes 21 days to 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 get a habit. And so yeah. people have these big goals of, bro, I'm gonna go to a gym like six months straight every day. But bro, like just 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 go on the first day and just go on the second day. Just go on the third day. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like getting these big goals by making them smaller and going off, off of that. I think that's just gonna, gonna be a key thing to it. Because um, me, I try and put all my goals in form of seven. If for seven days, I'm going to do them, do them this. It's like, well, if I can do seven days, I can probably do eight days. If I can do eight days, I can probably do nine days. I'm just making it simple, simple. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. I love what you said, like not mapping out the whole year, mm-hmm. but just going day after day. And I kind of think it like in baseball, right? Like sometimes you may not be able to hit the home run every time. Hey. You just got to keep hitting singles to build that confidence up. And so I think hitting singles to build that confidence is great because then you can work up to that home run to where you can possibly knock it out of the park, you know? So it's just like, man. Just make sure you're hitting those singles and just going consistently day after day after day. Like spoon fed, like I always, um, I'm always be telling me like, you know, make sure you take what you can eat. Like don't try to, you know, bite off more than you can chew. And at the same time, we talked about it on the previous episode, but like counting the cost as well. So like you may say like, I want to do this for the whole year, but you don't understand what it takes to do that for the whole year. 
So understand what it takes to do that for the one day and do it for that one day and then do that for the next day, then the next day, you know? That's yeah. one vibe, the next day, the next day. <laughs> Three years later. <laughs> the crazy part is I like that analogy with the baseball, man, yeah. because, you know, the term that we always hear is quality over quantity, man. Mm-hmm. And I think when you develop a quality a quality hit mm-hmm. on, on a ball, you develop a, a, a consistency to where now you're more geared towards hitting that ball further and further each time you hit the ball. But if I'm always aiming to hit that home run, I'm more prone to strikeouts, man. And so I think, like you said, every day should be a single day, a single set of goals, and then do that a day after day after day after day and see where God can take after that. You know, I thought about another story in the Bible with the Israelites, right? And every day as they were heading into the promised land, God had gave them manna. He had gave them manna and water, man. But he only gave them for that specific day. It wasn't like, I'm going to give you a week's worth of manna. I'm going to give you a month's worth of manna. Like, nah, you were supposed to eat the manna for one day. And if you tried to store it the next day, it was going to go bad. Right. So for us, man, I think, listen, we had to prioritize and setting goals for one day and then another day and then another day. Each day as this brand new day. And so I think it'd be helpful for us to focus on the quality so that we aren't striking out every time we set a new goal. I was here just thinking on that of on the dependency, you know what I'm saying? Because they had to depend on God each, each day. But what that did is it kept that bond there because they had to go to him each day or thank him each day or pray for the next day's food. You know what I'm saying? If you talk to someone every day, man, that's going to get a good bond going. It's the same way you're spending time with God every day. It's going to get a good bond going. But once you slip up on one day, then you might slip up on two days. Now, all of a sudden, you're four or five months and you haven't spoken to him. God, that can be a problem. On this baseball thing, I think thinking to me, because there's so many times where I've been up to him to bat, I've only been focused on home runs. A lot of people think if this isn't a home run, I just lost the, 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 the whole game. I just lost being up at bat. I think, no, I think that there's beauty in the singles, beauty in the doubles, you know what I'm saying? But again, it's kind of that I'm thinking of what's your perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's also cool if someone's saying doubles after they've only hit singles for a super long time. But you said it builds up, uh, not, it builds up, uh, what? Confidence. It builds up confidence. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's a C word. Build that confidence up. <laughs> nah, for sure, man. Yeah, so I want to, yeah, ask you guys, man, you're a 2023, man. What's been some of the biggest things that you guys have learned? too bro in just that year because so, so it was long man hook it I, up shit boy man i'm thinking because like you said like those doubles and and even the triples that like, you yeah. can get those off with like, hidden singles and i think um that the dependency has been a huge thing for me i, I realized this past year how much i actually need to depend on god mm-hmm. and how much i can tend to overlook it because of maybe my own successes or maybe the own things that i've, I've achieved you see the thing is I think we can start to develop pride when we hit singles over and over, you know, we started hitting doubles and triples and now we start to hit a home run and like, oh man, like I just, I just did that. Right. And that's kind of been like the story of my year. Like I've been like blinded by my pride and it hasn't allowed me to really Mm. focus on how much I actually depend on God for all the things that he's given me. And so I would say like for anybody that's struggling with pride, you know, when you're dealing with pride, choose windows over mirrors. Here's what I mean by that. You see, with a mirror, I can hear all my thoughts and all my actions because basically I'm looking through a reflection. But a window is I'm open to seeing other people and they can hear my thoughts and reactions. They can actually give me feedback. And if I'm bold enough, I can open up the window and receive that. But if I'm constantly looking in the mirror and in my reflection, I'm basically only looking at what I've achieved and what I've done and what I want to say and what I want to do. But if I'm opening up that window now, it's like I'm opening the window. You're there. It's like Mike is telling me, hey, yeah, you might be tripping in this area. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm, I didn't hear that listening to the mirror, but the moment you open up that window, I was like, 
dang, I'm open to a whole world new of people's perspectives and constructive feedback that they can give me. So I've realized in this past year that dependency is key is not to not to build up my pride, because, again, like we said a couple episodes back, pride comes before the fall. Mm -hmm. So if I'm constantly looking in this mirror and reflection, eventually that thing going to crack and I'm going to be broken down wondering why, why I broke. First of all, I just want to say. <laughs> I said, man. Because <laughs> I thought of that thing I Yo, did a couple episodes back. Yo, face, no. <laughs> um, Something that I was able to um, learn this, this past year, just that, like, and we spoke about Tabit too, coming minutes back, of how, how as you know who you are, your, your whole life changes. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So God's our creator. And so once I understand I'm his creation, it's a game changer because we all got our flaws. We all got our things. Oh, I think I'm this. I think I'm that. But if you focus on what God says about you, which is true, it changes the whole game. It changes your perspective. It changes how you how you treat people, how you uh, talk to people, your everyday actions, what things you're consistent in. And so it's just, man, it's just, it's just something that I just learned that was so, so key is just being okay with who you are and seeing that God has you that, that way for a purpose. And now the second part is going out and h- helping people. You know what I'm saying? Because not each person has had this thought thought process. It's not some thought. And so as you have it, go out and help a different person and help them get better too. Because some I'm just huge on, which is what this pocket does, is helping someone. You know, each one teach one. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know what I was going to say earlier. <laughs> it came back. It came back. Is I heard this because I'm... It, I'm up in this, uh, this book of how to follow God in college. And something that says is, if you're, is that God can't fill you up if you're full of yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's true. Because a lot of us are choosing mirrors. We're looking outside at other people. But when, but when you're able to choose uh, the, the what is it? Yeah, window to see other people, mm-hmm. now you're filling up them. God, and God's filling up you. You're filling up them. It's a the domino effect that we always talk about. But if you're full, what are you putting into other people? You know what I'm saying? And so, man, so God can't fill you up if you're full of yourself. Sure, bro. That's real, man. I would have to say for me, um, probably kind of hitting off that identity aspect too, man. Just kind of understanding like who I am in Christ and, you know, what does God say about me? And I think something that, you know, a lot of us get caught up in is, you know, what people say about me. What do social media say about me? What does what does anybody else say about me instead of understanding what does God say about me? And I think um, just this past year, I was just like, man, like I truly get to understand, you know, the more I understand God's identity and his character, the more I understand my identity and my character. And that character has grown as I got closer to him. So I would definitely just say just identity. And like once you like you said, like when you know who you are, you're also able to help others around you so they can see, you you know, with that mask off and you can actually be who you are. So. I would definitely have to say the identity aspect for sure. I think in a similar boat with both of your points of knowing who you are. Uh, I also want to connect back to the story in the Bible where, you know, Jesus is entering the wilderness. Right. And, you know, he's getting tempted by Satan and Satan trying to take him to all these different places. And he takes him up on the mountaintop. He says, I can give you all of this if you just come follow me. But Jesus knew who he was, man. I think that was so key because in a situation where we can, you know, see all the mountaintops or see all the things that the world has to offer. We have to know who we are and we have to know who we're called by. So Jesus, man, like the crazy part about it, like he actually didn't say the words I am until after he left the wilderness. And so when he came back down from the mountain after the devil was testing him, like I believe he knew who he was before he even was presented that offer by Satan. And I think that's how it should be for us because we're going to be presented with a lot of distractions in this world. 
but it's important to know who we are and who that we serve, man. Because if I'm blinded by what I just perceive that Satan can give me, then I'm going to chase those things. And ultimately, I'm going to fall from that mountaintop, man. I'm going to hit them rocks, bro. Ain't no angels going to come get me because I'll be on the rocks, bro. But if I can, you know, chill out and, and know and understand who God says I am and understand who he is, now I have a better understanding of what I am and I don't actually have to chase the things that society tells me that I have to chase. A key thing, too, that the, the, the past years kind of also taught me is like, what am I going to let in? You know what I'm saying? What songs am I going to let in? What people am I going to let in? What thoughts am I going to let in? Because the thing that the that, that community boils up well, and then it, it comes out. And so if someone's trying to um to be a nicer, kind-hearted person, they have to let kind-hearted stuff in. And so, again, what, what songs are you looking to? Uh, something that I'm huge on is the social media. I, I, I've been off that. I, I'd say also, bro, for 2024, I think a key, a key thing for it is Take some breaks from social media, bro. Maybe it's just a couple of days or something. Maybe it's a whole week. Maybe it's all summer. But I think it's key that we take some breaks because what we're letting in is a huge effect. You know, it changes everything that, that we uh, do. And so something else that has been huge, huge for me is what I'm letting in. And me personally, I'm letting in positive things. You know, I'm listening to certain podcasts. I'm listening to certain uh, songs. I'm hanging out with certain people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. I think to hit off that too, like, uh, what you were saying just kind of remind me of Matthew when Jesus talks about our eyes being the lamp of the body, yeah. bro. And so it's like, if you know, if our eyes are filled with light, then our whole body will be filled with light. And if our eyes are filled with darkness, then, you know, our whole body will be filled with darkness. And like you said, like, we got to watch what we intake. And, you know, specifically he was speaking about the eye, but that could also mean your ears, too. And so because, and you know, everybody wants to say, guard your heart, guard your heart. But until it comes to music, till it comes to social media, till it comes to, you know, just things that we intake in our spirit. But it's just like you got to be able to guard your heart, you know, with these things, with these preliminary things. So it's like, man, make sure like you actually trying to guard your heart and not just saying that you want to guard your heart, you know. And that's where a lot of the people can like tie into just like New Year's resolutions. They can say, I want to do this or I want to do that. But are you actually going to do that? You know, and I even get off that point. I was saying, uh. We shouldn't guard our hearts. We should allow God's peace to guard our hearts because yeah. the Bible says our heart is deceitful above all things, mm-hmm. right? So I could be guarding my heart from listening to Christian music or anything that could I, could be better for me in the moment, right? I'd be like, no, nah, I want to continue listening to the Drake. I want to continue listening to the Little Vapor, whoever you listen to. And it's like, that's what I believe I should do because that's how I feel like my heart is saying. But in, the, in that moment, our heart could be being deceitful. Yeah. Well, something that the Bible tells us that, you know, God's peace actually guards our hearts. Yeah. So it guards our hearts and our minds. So right. in, in general, in generality, we see that God is a thing that actually keeps us and sustains us through it all, not our actual hearts. Mm-hmm. And so something I want to you know build off of that specific point is kind of like um, the view. I think also we should be able to appreciate the view and not chase the mountaintops. You know, I think that's something that to be key for everybody in this upcoming year, because we always say that this year is going to be the best year, like new year, new me, I'm about to reach the top. But what if God doesn't want you to reach the top? And I'll say this, you know, sometimes summits cause us to plummet, right? We get to the top of the mountain, man. And now, you know, the air is a little bit thinner, man. And I don't think this, the summit is actually sustainable for a long period of time, man. And so you get up there and the air starts to get a little bit thin. And now it's like, it's hard to breathe. And you wonder why you're more prone to falling off because you can't have any oxygen up there. But if you're able to enjoy the view and enjoy like the hill of it, now you'll be able to appreciate the mountaintop when it's offered to you or when it's rewarded to you in that specific moment. But if you appreciate the hill, allow God to guard your heart and mind. Now you'll be able to appreciate what God has taken you from, maybe the valley, or maybe you've just been in another part of the hill. I think also, this is for the Christians too. I think it's key that we are 
in the spot that God, he wants us to be, you know what I'm saying? So on this mountaintop thing, maybe God doesn't want you up on the, the, the mountaintop yet because you don't have your oxygen tank, you know what I'm saying? The, the mountaintop isn't that cool yeah. if you don't have an oxygen tank because you're actually just suffering, although you're on the mountaintop. And so I think it's very key that it's like, okay, again, you got to talk to, to, to God, it's that consistency there, but like, hey, God, you're wanting me where, or how can I do my best in the spot that I'm at to, to uh, get to the next place that I'm about, I'm going but certain places aren't cool if God doesn't want you there in the mountaintop and not having oxygen or different things to it. So I think it's key just to stay focused on God. Again, for the Christians, stay stay on focus up on God and follow him and be where he's trying pointing you at, you know. What is saying for the non-Christians there? Well, if you're not focused on God, then what you know what I'm saying? I feel like you gotta give us some advice. You're not focused on God. We only have a new year for the Christians. Find God. If you're not focused on God, find God. That's crazy, bro. That ain't crazy, bro. That's real. Bro. That's real. You ain't focused on God. Find God. No. I'm not Christian. This is always my uh, my my thought process. And my and my thought too, and my question, I guess, is like. Is what you're doing really helping you? You know what I'm saying? I, I love to ask non-Christians that people just aren't focused on God. Like, is chasing girls or chasing money? Like, is it really helping you? I've had this awesome experience where I'm talking to people that have been that are, have been that are very rich, people that are famous, top models, top actors, and stuff. And it's like something that I've loved by talking to all, all of them is that all of them say like it isn't that cool. You know what I'm saying? These things really didn't change who I was. I was talking to them, someone. Who wasn't wasn't famous in college? Did 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 college wasn't famous? They started making songs. Started being famous after college. And he said, back in college, I thought I would be cool. What? But they had these girls and a million dollars. And he talked about having a Porsche and having a house. You know, in California, all this. It's like it didn't really change his life at all. It just uh, pushed everything that he was higher. So when he was sad, it only made him higher levels of sad because he was just him alone. You know what I'm saying? So my question that I always love at having people is 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 what you're doing currently helping you and is it really having you be content is it causing peace you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying yeah real i think to build off the top of like not chasing the mountain top too i think um just enjoy where god has placed you at this mm. time which you talked about and um i think you know specifically for christians there's a lot of people out here you know chasing a relationship was like you know understand like singleness is singleness is a gift and like a lot of people overlook that because once you got to wake up and be obligated to send somebody a good morning text, you might not like it after a long amount of time, you know? So it's like, man, you better delight in this peace that you have with God now and really build that strong relationship with him now because a lot of people are too busy, like, you know, chasing that, chasing that, chasing that, but they're not spiritually mature to handle that. So it's like, man, why would you chase something that you're not spiritually mature enough to handle? And I think like, you know, that comes from people being on social media or seeing other people, you know, other people's relationships. So essentially comparison. Mm -hmm. But when it's like, dude, like forget that comparison, like see what God is doing in your life right now. Like look at the gifts that God has given you right now. And how are you going to use those gifts? Are you going to squander those gifts, you know, chasing a mountaintop? Or are you going to utilize those gifts by delighting in where you're at right now? You know, that's so dope that you said that, man, I'm thinking of singleness and singleness is like time. Like once it's gone, you can't get it back. Exactly. You know what I mean? I think when we're focusing on singleness, we should appreciate why we still have it, right? Because maybe one day you do end up getting married and, you know, you have a family or whatever that you'll never have the time that you have right now. So use your best, like we said earlier, to steward it properly, to steward it well and allow God to help you use the gifts in a way that best honors him. And I also think on the lens of comparison, it's like, you know, I think a lot of people desire relationships because of what they see on the social media, which yeah. is why we need to take the brakes off. I think I felt prone in some positions like, 
do I need to go, you know, reach out to somebody, go hit up one of these girls to see if I want to make a relationship right now? But that's because I was constantly scrolling through my feed and seeing people in relationships, yeah. people getting engaged, people yeah. taking all these pictures. And I'm like, oh, this is what I'm intaking in. Well, shoot, maybe I need this in my life. But when I've been able to take breaks and get off social media, I realize this isn't actually what I desire. And actually, what I actually desire is the love of God. And so I would say the comparison aspect is, you know, know and watch or listen or pay attention to what you're watching, because that can influence directly what you're doing in that moment or directly how you're thinking. And so, you know, to tie it all together, man, I think once we realize that singleness is a gift, we stop comparing ourselves to those that are in relationships and we appreciate what God is doing in our life. And the gift that he's given us, which is singleness. Mm -hmm. And I like you said, like, you know, it's so it's what we intake. Right. And I think like when you intake the wrong things, that's something that the enemy used to sell back to you. You know, and he sells it back as a half truth and he sells it back as a lie. And he wants you to buy that product. But what we need to understand is that, you know, the enemy does not make us spend that money. It's us that spend that money. But once we understand who's God character, who's God's character is, we're like, you know, I don't need to spend that money on that because that's fleeting and that's eventually going to fade away. But once I actually wait on God's timing, I'll have that, you know, fulfilled if that's his will for you. You know, that's why I think a point in I think a point that's inside a lot of these things is not being content you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying so we want a relationship because we're not content being single mm -hmm. but we're not content being single what makes us think that we're going to be content being in a relationship also then we're kind of bringing our uncontentness into that 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 bond that relationship with this other person then we're rubbing that that off on them and so now you have two people who are not content in the relationship mm -hmm. so now you're just gonna go around hurting people you know what i'm saying <laughs> and so i think man if we're content being single how much of a game changer can that be then if you're, if you're fine and she's fine, come together. Now you're helping each, each other out up in a positive way. You know what I'm saying? So, man, but we got to do a whole other episode. That's on relationship building is part two. Hey, yeah. We got to do a whole yeah. other episode on that. Hey, no, <laughs> they, they cancel us. <laughs> I think if I'm understanding you correctly, like you're talking about the lens of fulfillment, right? Yeah. If you're not you fulfilled being single, you won't be fulfilled with the partner in that relationship. And I think so many people in this world are searching for fulfillment in the wrong places. We mentioned that the previous episode. And so if we can learn how to get content with just being by ourselves, man. We won't actually depend on our partner so much for our fulfillment or our contentment. In reality, we should be depending on God because he's the only one who can Literally. fulfill us. He's the one that offers us the living water that quenches our thirst. Mm -hmm. Instead of going to thirst out, hey, Micah, you got a drink or hey, Joshua, you got a drink for me. And just looking at all these wrong places that I will never quench that thirst. We have to learn to be fulfilled with who Jesus is and what he's done for us so that we can be content with where we are just by ourselves. Literally, like if you're not letting God be the one to fulfill you, then singleness is not going to fulfill you as well. And then therefore that relationship won't fulfill you as well. So it's just a chain reaction. So it's like understanding like God is the source. So I need to be connected to that first. So then I can be fulfilled in the singleness. Then I can be fulfilled in the relationship. That's real. That's real. That's a that's a what, 12 out of 10? 32 out of 10. Hip Appreciate you guys. Have a happy new year. Remember, one day at a time, daily bread. Hit them singles. I did the baseball. I did the baseball. I don't believe him. Hit the singles. You don't have to I did I did that. I did that. Nah, nah, damn, that lit down. What are you saying? No, no, no. Serious. No, no, no. I'm not letting that slide. I said hit the singles. Yeah, say bye. We got to say bye.